Hi, welcome to Emotions and Intimacy with Jody. So this is my very first podcast and I thought I'd talk about my history and uh, how this podcast came to be. So emotions, emotions are something that for most of my life I was terrified of. I, I didn't like my emotions, especially the, the hard ones, the, the really strong ones. Um, and honestly, the reason I didn't like them and hated feeling them is I, I didn't know what to do about them. I didn't know how to handle them. I didn't know, um, I didn't want to feel them uh, because I didn't know how to make them go away. So I ended up choosing to uh, numb my emotions and kind of pack them away so they would just be there for later, I guess. <laughs> I thought maybe ignoring them was uh, the best thing to do. And, you know, it was it was probably the best thing to do in the moment that I chose that. And that lasted for, I think I was... Um, I think I was in elementary school when I chose that. Um, I used to be a really sensitive, or I I still am, uh, very sensitive um, and easily triggered. And uh, when I was a kid, I used to cry a lot. Um, But I I didn't want to cry in front of people um, because they would usually try and tell me to stop crying or to uh, feel better or whatnot, and I just wanted to feel what I felt. So I would often grab a roll of toilet paper and I would go hide in my closet, and I would shut the door and I would just cry and cry and cry and and just let myself feel. And so I don't know, somewhere around second or third grade, I I think I just got tired of crying <laughs> and crying by myself. So I I just decided to numb my emotions and. You know, that worked pretty well until I was about 18 years old. And um, some of my emotions started to leak out. And I, um, again, I still really didn't know what to do. And so I kind of dealt with things the best I could at that point. And I kind of packed everything away again. And that lasted for another good nine, ten years. And... I uh, I then had some more leak out, and this time it was uh, it's so fascinating. Um, my inner being, my soul, I think knew that I was so stubborn about packing these emotions away that it knew it needed something really big to get my attention, and so I actually um, the circumstances around the time when I was around 30 where my emotions started to really leak out, I actually became suicidal. Um, I just, I really didn't know what to do with my emotions and I was trying the best that I could, you know, and I had sought out some therapy, but it just wasn't enough. And, um, and so actually admitting that I was suicidal was probably the best thing that I ever did. And I ended up going, checking myself voluntarily into a psych unit. Um, I actually didn't know that they were going to keep me or not, but I, I went to uh, 
be checked out uh, in their ER or where their intake place. And, uh, and I finally admitted how serious I was that I, I just, I, I had PTSD at that moment. Uh, well, throughout my, most of my life. And, uh, I just, uh, I, I really felt like I needed to do something different. And if I didn't do anything different, um, I could feel that my body was starting to break down. I was having insomnia issues and um, uh, just just didn't feel right. You know, I just a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, um, uh, anxiety attacks. Um, so uh, I just knew I needed help. So actually, going into the psych unit. Um, was so beneficial to me. I, I ended up being there for a week and you know I, I was started on some medication and I was okay with that. Um, again, I just felt like I, I truly needed somebody to give me some guidance and for me to kind of get back on an even keel so that I could you know figure out where I needed to go and what I needed to do. So um, and I have some really funny stories, um, to me anyways, of my experiences in the psych unit. Um, again, just that week. Um, but uh, I'll save those for another time. So I, uh, and I, the other thing, the reason I was suicidal is because I, as my body and the, you know, the anxiety and the, it, the PTSD and, and whatnot, it was and the insomnia, it was so overwhelming to me that um, it got my attention that something was wrong. And uh, I just, and I was crying a lot and I didn't, again, I, I wasn't used to crying in about 20 years. So I, I, I just, you know, I didn't know what to do. So I, uh, I you know, I was using, uh, let me stop. I was, you know, prescribed some medications, you know, for anxiety and depression and sleep. And that, that was amazing. I just kind of, for the month after I got out of the hospital, I really just focused on sleeping and getting some rest and just letting my body heal the best it could. And fortunately, I was able to take off from work. Um, uh, I had some sick leave built up, so I, I didn't have to go back to work right away. And... I just kind of took care of myself. Um, maybe truly for the first time, um, allowed myself to ask my body what it needed and to give it that. So rest was a big part of that. And um, I was also, you know, uh, major depression and anxiety. And I just, that would show up readily in my body. I, I would immediately become ill at ease and you know if there was a situation that made me uncomfortable or or sparked or triggered my anxiety I, I learned to leave a situation or um, or just you know stay away from the people that triggered me if, if that was if it was you know particular people or, or their energy so let's see so I guess I'm trying to get back to the point of, of this, how my, my body and my soul used 
these suicidal thoughts to guide me because um, I it was time for me to start a new path and to go a different direction and I was pretty set in what I was already doing I had a you know a stable job I you know enjoyed you know my family and friends and everything seemed you know great dating you know whatnot but um, but I wasn't meant to stay on that track I was meant to do something else and I don't think well I think I needed something strong enough to get my attention in order for me to change paths so as I felt my body in the five months before I went into the the psych unit as I felt it kind of deteriorate um, lack of sleep and just um, I had um, I remember my body would fluctuate temperature I was constantly sweating all the time or um, just going back and forth it was like I had um, what do they call those? Not night sweats, but because I had them during the day at work. Anyway, so I my body just was doing all kinds of weird things that it, it had not done before. <laughs> Basically, my body was waking up, uh, I guess, and it was up to my mind and my consciousness to catch up, I guess. It's kind of funny to think about. Um, so I... Um, so basically what actually the moment that I decided to check into the hospital that day I knew that if I was going to stay in the body if I was going to stay alive if I was going to choose life that my life had to change and I mean radically I knew everything was about ready to unravel and fall apart and I either accepted that and found my new path or I stayed stubborn and kept going on the old path and um, either, you know, take my own life. Well, I was taking my own life anyways. Either take it through, I was actually going to um, use a gun and I had a handgun and I was going to shoot myself. Um, I knew that would readily um, end things. Um but if I didn't do that way, I was still, you know, moving down the path of suicide because my body was falling apart and I wasn't paying attention to it. So I just, I just knew that um, it was change and live or stay in the past and on the old path and just die probably very quickly um, or deteriorate rapidly. I just I just could feel like my soul was not going to stay in the body along the the old path. And again, that didn't that it never scared me going through that experience. I just recognized um what was being shown to me through my body that it just was time. It was time for something new. I had no idea what that was going to be. I was kind of terrified of it, but I was more terrified of losing my body. Um, and and losing my life uh, than what this new path might be. Okay, so that's kind of where emotions uh, started for me. I you know was emotional and sensitive, uh, 
very much as a child, I kind of shut those down and numb myself. And, you know, at different points when I was, you know, at 10 year intervals, it seemed I would have them kind of leak out and I successfully tapped them down when I was 18 again. And then, uh, you know, when I was 30, they jumped right back out again. So, um, so then since, so 30 for the last 16 years, I have, um, basically been finding what my new path is and my new path ended up taking me overseas and I worked, lived and worked overseas for five years. Um, I lived half a year in uh, the Czech Republic in Prague um, and then I lived and worked four and a half years in Korea. Um, and I, I did that teaching English and that's actually an interesting story how that came about but that I, I feel like I'll say for another time. Um, so it was while, um, it was while I was overseas that I had the space and the time away from the way my life had been up until that point to just focus on myself and what I needed and uh, allowing myself all the time in the world to just be and so I I did that I I worked and I took care of myself did a lot of sleeping a lot of healing I feel like sleep is fantastically healing um, and you know eventually I returned back to the States and again I I kind of wandered around for a year trying to figure out where I wanted to, to live and I finally settled in a in a place that felt really good and found some work that was rewarding and I still do that work and um, still live in the same area and it's uh, all along that way I took the time to heal different aspects of myself using different tools and different modalities I was if it interests me um, or I thought it would help I wanted to try it one of the big things that helped uh, was doing hypnosis I started out um, doing self-hypnosis and I found significant relief in fact I healed my anxiety instantaneously uh, I healed my anxiety um, from doing past life regressions um, through self-hypnosis on myself um, after I came back to the States some years later I um, I decided to study and I I took a course uh, through Dolores Cannon and um, became a QHHT practitioner quantum healing hypnosis technique taking a drink of water there um, and so that was fun, and I um, it really enjoyed um, doing past life regressions um, on others, on clients, and continued to explore my own past lives. Um, it's, so I have to laugh. Um, the, I've been talking for the last 15 minutes, 
and basically it's been off the cuff. I wrote notes on how I wanted to start my first episode, <laughs> and basically I just, that was helpful to get started, but I kind of just am free-flowing with this information, and I love that because I feel like whatever is coming out is what's needing to come out, um, so I welcome that. Okay, um, so let's see. So I had been back in the States for about um, a year and a half when my emotions started to uh, show up again in a strong way. In fact, anger started showing up. And I, excuse me, I was... I don't know about a lot of you, but I tend to hold a lot of my tenseness or stress in my body and, and tense muscles and whatnot. And uh, at the time this was going on, I was getting so tense and tight that I, I felt I need, I need to maybe see a massage therapist. Actually, what I wanted to get was foot reflexology. Um, I have an aunt that, that does reflexology treatments and so I knew it was good and at that time my body did not want to be touched. Um, massages in my experience up until that point were painful so it, it ended up being of no relaxing, um, it, it just wasn't relaxing for me to get a massage but I could tolerate foot treatments. So I found somebody who did reflexology and I saw her a few times and she finally recommended I go see an acupuncturist. She recommended somebody, so I went to this woman and I love this. In my first session with her, she asked what was wrong and, and she then she asked about my emotions and I started to cry um, and I told her about all this anger that was, was showing up for me and so we talked about a few things and she she was really great, but she was the first one, first of a practitioner or anybody to basically say, you know, you really need to address your emotions. You need to, you know, face them, look at them and, and, you know, find a way to, to handle them. And at the moment she told me that I knew she was right, but I wasn't quite ready. So I kind of, you know, went back, uh, I did like a, she, she, recommended I do a liver cleanse so I did that I kind of focused on that I focused on work and um, it was about four or five months later that I finally decided okay I'm ready to look at my emotions I'm ready to you know figure out what to do with them so I just got on Google and I typed in emotions processing and several things came up and I looked at different, you know, methods. People had different processes. I tried two that sounded really good. And uh, there was one that seemed uh, like it resonated more with me. And so I used that. And it was more like a guided meditation. And I ended up deciding that I needed something that was easy, that I could do in a moment's notice, um, to have impact um, the quickest and so I took this guided meditation and I and I picked out five steps or I created 
saw that I could make five steps out of it. And I remember the first time I used it, it was amazing. I was, um, so again, anger's been showing up, right? And one way that anger was showing up for me at that time was through road rage. I would drive to work and it would take me about 10 minutes. And every day I would get this road rage and be so, you know, my anger just flowed easily. And so I remember I was driving to work and I felt the road rage come up. Somebody had cut me off or done something and, you know, of course, sparked my anger. And I thought, I got excited and I thought, ah, I'm going to use my tool. I just got my new tool. I've got my five things that I could easily remember what they were. I used like one word to, to remind me what each step was. And so I, I did the steps and because I was driving, I... Excuse me, I'm gonna take a drink of water again. Because I was driving, I I had to, you know, kind of focus on what I was doing um, while I did this. So it was it was all a mental exercise, you know. And as I did each step of the mental exercise, it took literally like five minutes, if that. And by the end of the fifth step, I felt in my body for that anger and it was gone. And I was so amazed and so impressed that I did it again the next day. And same result, felt my anger spark, get triggered. I, I go, oop, I'm gonna do my steps. So I did one, two, three, four, five. And immediately was, and it was gone. And I, d I kept doing it every day. So I, for 30 days, or let's say, I did it for every day, five days a week that I was working and driving to work. And I did it, you know, for 30 days, for a month. At the end of that month, anger stopped showing up. I no longer had road rage. And I was just, it, it was, it was amazing. I had never had anything work so quickly. Usually it took me like a full 24 hours for me to, um, you know, feel anger rise in me and for me to try and, and step away from it. Like it just, it was always kind of there, low level, ready to boil up again, you know, throughout the day. And it just, it seemed to take a lot of energy for me to keep my anger at bay and or let it go. So this was like miraculous to me. So um, after that 30 days, the anger just, like I said, it, it, it went away and, and didn't come back. And so I actually kind of just every month or two, I would use that five-step technique, you know, and, and it was great. And it wasn't, so a whole year went by and I, I kind of did it, you know, maybe five or six times the rest of the year after that. And it was the beginning of the next year, which actually happened to be 2012. The beginning of 2012, I had this aha where I'm like, I have strong emotion usually every day. <laughs> Maybe it's not anger, but it's, it's something. Maybe irritation or, or just something unpleasant maybe gets triggered. And I thought, why am I not using this five-step technique every day? So... I, I began in 2012 to use it every day. And maybe it wasn't quite every day, but 
it didn't matter. At least every week, I know that I was using it. And that had a huge impact on my life. So that, and a lot of things were shifting. My relationships were shifting because I was shifting. And by 2013, um, I remember specifically, this was when I, I had this so, such an amazing experience with my emotions, um, and I'll never forget it. So this was the first experience that I had where I got excited about what was showing up. And I wasn't afraid. In fact, for the first time, instead of kind of feeling like I wanted to shy away from my emotions or shy away from the situations or the people that were triggering emotions in me, this was the first time I thought, holy crap, I'm gonna turn and face everything that's coming at me and actually run towards it. Not at a walk, but at a run, because this is like, this is the key. This is a key to getting everything that I've wanted because I, I just, I knew what was going on. I knew, I, I guess I felt like I knew the key to emotions and to creating what I wanted, to creating the life that I wanted. So what happened was, oh, okay. So because I knew I, how to shift my emotions using this tool, um, I, I no longer, well, I realized that my emotions had nothing to do with the person or the situation, whether it was one or both, that were bringing me, uh, let's see, that were showing up in order for an emotion to be triggered. So if, if somebody made me angry or irritated or frustrated or if I felt betrayed or unwanted or unwelcome or unloved or any of that, I didn't see that the person was sending that emotion or that vibration to me or that situation was sending it to me or, the, or I realized it wasn't anything outside of myself that was creating the experience. It was because I was holding the vibration of unwanted or unwelcome or irritation or frustration or anger. I was holding that vibration within myself and attracting to myself the people and the situations that would then highlight the emotion within me, okay? So what I learned through, through my processing tool is whenever an emotion would highlight, then I had a way, then I could choose, do I wanna keep this or do I wanna let it go and create something else? Okay, so so I was, I was getting familiar with that over the course of 2012 and 2013. So then the situation showed up. Again, this situation, I attracted it to myself so that I could see the emotion I was creating. And the emotion that I was creating was unloved. And this is how it showed up. So um, I was in a relationship at the time. And at the time, um, my the partner, my, the significant other, um, I was, I could feel my anger. Actually, it was actual rage. <laughs> uh, something, whatever his actions or his words, again, I knew it wasn't about him, 
But what I was witnessing was creating this rage in me. And so I, so I used my processing tool on my rage and the net and it would go away. And what was interesting was the next day it would come back and I'm like, okay, well, so I used my tool. I think I did it like three times, um, of feeling it, the rage show up and then using my tool and shifting it. And, um, and it was after the third time that I thought, you know what, what if, what if there's something underneath the rage? Like I, like I knew something else was going on. It wasn't just a pure anger, rage, you know, moment. There was something underneath it. And so then I, I, I stopped and I, I asked myself, what is underneath rage? What, what, what is there? And I just paused and I let whatever came up, came up from within me and this word came into my mind and it was the word unloved and I gasped and I was like oh my gosh this situation that I was attracting to myself through my significant other at the time was a feeling of unloved and I looked at that and all of a sudden I had a flashback to every single relationship and I looked I mean whether it was when I was a child you know with my parents or with my siblings or with a in school with a classmate or from a teacher or a co-worker as I got older um, or you know a boss um, uh, significant others you know it was I could see that even the most loving relationship in all of those there was still a tiny bit of unloved and I saw that I had created that unloved through all of those relationships and I realized and I had this like aha and this is where I got excited I realized that if I was unconsciously creating unloved over and over and over again well, I have a tool or a process that I can uncreate unloved, right? I can process and shift that, right? So I'm, no, so I'm letting go of it in my experience. That I realized, can you imagine what my life and what the experiences I could create if I was consciously creating the emotion, if I was consciously aware of what the vibration was that I was sending out and I instantly knew I didn't want to continue to create unloved and let me tell you I love unloved I love every experience that I that it gave me because it showed me what I don't want and when you know what you don't want that helps you know what you do want so, I, so then I said, well, what do I want? And I instantly knew I want loved. I want to experience loved in all of my relationships. So, excuse me, taking another drink. So I, I kind of changed my process and at the end of my, you know, processing my emotion, 
processing the unloved. I then um, created how to send out this new vibration and this new manifestation that I wanted to create and attract new experiences to me and new experiences of loved. Now, so I did that and I remember so clearly that I was so excited that I knew unloved couldn't show up anymore. I knew I was consciously sending out loved and that that had to come back to me. There was no way it couldn't. And I had in my mind, you know, what a loved, you know, what I wanted to feel in, in my loved relationship. And I knew um, at that time um, I was in a long distance relationship. And so I just, I, I was, I was feeling like I wanted somebody to go do something with, to go hang out with, you know? Um, and I was, you know, again, you don't know what you, you, you know what you want when you know what you don't want. So I had had years of, of a long distance relationship. Actually at that point, let's see, it had been 12 years, 12 years of, no, wait, 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 hold on. Yes. 12 years, um, of just no contact um, in person and I'm like and you know what I'll talk about later in my other podcast about how that served me um, and uh, and how great that relationship was but um, but within six weeks of me consciously creating loved it started to show up in other relationships. I already knew that I was ready to create other relationships. Um, in fact, I was um, open about that with my significant other. I'm like, you know, this is what I want. And I and I could feel that, and, and they didn't, uh, and they correctly, uh, uh, how do I wanna say it? They were in agreement with me that they were happy with the long distance relationship and didn't want that didn't need that to change um they just that that worked totally for him um but it just wasn't working for me anymore and so I was ready to create other relationships I wasn't quite ready to let him go yet um in fact because I felt like if maybe now that I was expressing you know what I did want was you know time together you know and uh, and hanging out doing things together um that I wanted to allow him to see if he wanted that and would maybe, again, to see if I would attract him into that sort of situation. And if I didn't, that was okay. I was happy. Um, I never, um, as I experienced all my relationships throughout my life, what I realized in during that situation uh, with that significant other was I never wanted him to be different than what he wanted to be. I wanted him to be happy. Um, and I, I didn't feel like he ever needed to change who he was or what he wanted to be to please me. I knew it all came from within me, even though I, I didn't quite understand how it worked at that, you know, during that time. But I just knew that 
um, I, I just thought, why can't I be me and you be you and we both get what we want and we both be happy? And whether it's together or not, I just, um, I just knew that I didn't want to exert control over another and have to make them change to be something they're not in order to make me happy. Um, okay, so again, so I started having um, men show up in my life. Uh, so I'm back to 2013 and six weeks after I started sending out and consciously creating loved, it started to show up and I started to have um, men show up that wanted to uh, hang out with me and go do things. And it was just amazing. And I remember when it, when it, because I was conscious, I remember the first time I was asked, you know, out and like, you know, hey, let's go out and let's, you know, go do this. I thought, ooh, this is it. This is what I've been, you know, looking for. And I just, I just knew that I had the power to create that. I knew if I had the power to create unloved in all of these relationships, whether it was a little bit of unloved or a lot of unloved, that all I had to do is um, change, shift the energy, let go of unloved, and um, consciously send out love, loved, that it had to come back to me. I had to attract the people and situations that were going to um, trigger the experience of loved and the emotion and vibration of loved within me. So that was amazing. And then along the way, um, I, again, if I never focused on any one person or situation needing to bring me um, what I wanted to experience. And again, I focused on emotions. Um, in the past, when, when I would focus on, you know, I want, you know, my significant other to do da, 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 da. It just never worked. I don't know about any of you guys, but have you ever done any of those, you know, you make a, um, you know, uh, a Pinterest board or you make a goal board or something and you want this and you want this and you want this. I don't know. To me, like none of that has ever worked. It wasn't until I started to just let go of the end result and I focused on how I wanted to feel. I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to feel welcome. I wanted to feel wanted, desired. I wanted to feel fun. I wanted to feel joy. I wanted to feel peace and ease and grace and flow and when I started to focus on what I was feeling and then if, if I had any moment that I that something showed up or I felt triggered an emotion I didn't like um, you know like irritation or frustration or um, betrayal or rejection or um, uh, unwanted or unwelcome or um, any of those that I knew how to quickly shift them. I mean, I could do it in five minutes or less, or I could take longer if I wanted to spend some time and really go through my steps, you know, five steps of, of processing them. Um, that, that made all the difference. That changed everything. Once I started to work on the vibrational, on the energetic level, Everything changed for me. Um, 
I just, I don't know, it, it just, it became fun. <laughs> All of a sudden, processing emotions and experiencing emotions, even the hard emotions. Um, in fact, in the next episode, um, I'm going to talk about an emotion that just showed up that, um, you know, it, the hard emotions, when they show up, you know they're hard because tears come um, and, and, you know, feelings, it doesn't feel good, right? It feels uncomfortable or uneasy or uh, hurtful. You know, we feel hurt. Our feelings feel hurt, right? And we don't want to feel them. Um, that's how you know they're, you know, the not, um, the not good feelings. Um, but I love all of them because they give me the experience of what I don't want. So then I can choose what I do want. And I found that whole process fun because I know the moment that I experience a negative emotion or a perceived negative emotion, I don't have to experience it a moment, any moment longer than what I absolutely need or want to because I know I can shift it in any moment and create something new in the next. And I also have never ever um, felt bad about one of my emotions showing back up. So if unloved ever showed up, back up, or um, unwanted, unwelcome, you know, unimportant, um, undesired, or um, any of those emotions uh, show up, I just welcome them every time and shift them again. And that's what I love about the emotions because I can recreate unloved at any moment. And, and I don't care because I know any next moment I can create loved or any or joy or peace or anything else that I want in any next moment. And what that allowed me was freedom. <laughs> like total freedom to feel and experience everything that came my way and not get stuck in it. I knew I could quickly shift it and create something new and I and I could constantly do that. And I have no desire to ever feel constantly bubbly and full of joy because every experience of unwanted is my next moment of expansion and growth. And I never want to miss any opportunity I have to expand and to grow. Um, it, it, and I can talk a lot more about that uh, in later episodes, but it's, it's so exciting and this life is so much fun when, or at least for me, it's so much fun when I no longer feel stuck, but I feel free. I feel free to experience every single emotion that I have from the past, the present, the future, anything at all. I welcome it all because I know in any next moment I can shift it to anything I want. And I'm, I'm not trapped, I'm not stuck. Um, I'm in control. <laughs> I used to hate my emotions because I felt like they controlled me. You know, I used to hate, um, and so I actually, uh, one of the ways that I had numb myself is like through food or, or um, I don't know, food was a big way, um, or avoidance, you know, 
avoiding things, um, or I use con or I try and control them by letting my anger surface, and I yeah, blah, blah, you know rah 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 and and push people away, you know, and and try to control situations that way. And now I feel so free to be exactly who I am, and not only that, I feel so free to let everyone around me be exactly who they are. I don't need anybody to change. I don't need anybody to do anything different for me to feel happy, to feel loved, to feel anything I choose because I control all of that. And I attract to me all of my experiences and all the people that come to me. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up. Oh my gosh, I talked about everything um, that from suicidal thoughts and depression and anxiety and PTSD to um, loved and, and joy and peace and flow and um, uh, wanted and welcome and that. And it's just, but the number one thing is fun. That I just, I like to have fun. I like to laugh. I like to have a good time. And um, I finally found a way to have fun, more fun than I've ever had with my emotions and with everything that shows up and so the reason I'm doing this podcast is I'm a total geek now about emotions I love 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 hearing and talking to people about my emotions their emotions um, anything emotional that shows up um, and so I I just uh, sorry, part of what I wrote down about how I was going to start my first episode is just popping to my mind, but um, I'll, I'll do that. Uh, well, actually, let me just take 10 minutes and I'll do it now. So what happened was, gosh, it would have been the uh, beginning of May. So just about two months ago, I was in San Diego at a business seminar uh, biz, uh, event held, um, put on by Lee Harris and it was called Impact the World. And it was, um, the focus was on uh, energy workers who are entrepreneurs and how to get their message out, how to build their businesses, um, uh, you know, in the business world. So it was during that uh, Impact the World event that I listened to, there was a section on podcasting. And I had no I, no interest in podcasting. I've listened to them, uh, but I, I didn't have any interest in doing them. I thought, oh my gosh, I'll do live videos and, and you know YouTube uploads and that. Everybody's doing videos and that's the popular thing. But this section on podcasting came up and um, Lee Harris did an interview with Brandon Beecham. And Brandon Brandon has a podcast called Positive Head. And he started it from scratch, I think it was about three years ago. And he's built up a really successful uh, uh, podcast. Uh, he's sponsored by Gaia TV or uh, Gaia.com. And uh, it's just amazing. And during the interview that he did with Lee Harris, he 
he talked about you know how things got started and why he started the podcast and he said two things that just changed everything for me the first thing he said was that he was the type of person that had so much to say that his family and he felt like his family and friends ears were always on fire <laughs> and so that was so he decided doing a podcast would be one way of just saying all the stuff he wanted to say and getting it out there and not you know making his friends and family uh, you know burning their ears you know uh, by talking to them you know solely he could he could bring his message to anyone that wanted to listen and that resonated with me and I actually got tears in my eyes when he said that and so this is what I've learned I'm gonna be talking about emotions uh, on this podcast um, but what I've learned is when you have tears show up or at least for me maybe it's different for others but for me anytime I would have tears show up I knew that I needed to pay attention I knew that something important was was there to me that's the jackpot that's the gold is is anytime tears show up with anything that I'm doing I I know that that's something I need to look at so I had tears show up during that podcast I didn't know why but I had them show up and the second thing he said is if you if the idea of doing a podcast scares the crap out of you you're meant to do it and I'm like oh my god it scares me to to you know to kind of get out there put myself out there and um, so I knew in that moment I had to do a podcast and um, and so it's kind of interesting I, I announced the next day at the the business seminar I was at you know impact the world I announced to everybody I think it was the last day of our event um, you know things that impacted and I said I was really impacted by Brandon Beecham's you know podcast interview and I said I'm gonna do a podcast and I had a lot of people come up and tell me oh my gosh I can't wait to, to listen to your podcast what none of them know is I wanted to do a podcast on emotions but the business uh, that I was there for was I um, I'm a sex and sexuality coach or uh, an intimacy coach is a, another way to state it and I'm at anyway so they thought I'm gonna do a podcast on sex which it never occurred to me I was so I'm just I'm such a geek about emotions that I love talking about them that that's the thing that I'm always talking about with friends and family is, is emotions and I knew I wanted to do a podcast about that but when everybody said, you know, oh, you know, I can't wait to hear your, you know, your podcast and, you know, about sex. And I realized, oh, my God, that would be another great podcast. So I decided that I'm going to do two podcasts, one on emotions, which I am titling Emotions and Intimacy, and one on uh, sex that is titled Open Healthy Sex Communication. So you can look for that. Um, so, yeah, so, so this is my, uh, first podcast and one of the other things that came out in the Impact the World event 
was lead talk to us about being seen and heard and I didn't realize it but that was part of what my tears were about doing a podcast was you know growing up as a little kid you know I was kind of taught you know don't be seen don't be heard and and so being you know a business person and being kind of public I knew I, I it was time for me to be seen and heard and so I have I've had to I've been working on well I've been shifting that energy of not being seen and heard into being seen and heard and so I've done different things to to shift that over the last two months and um, and now here I am doing my inaugural uh, podcast with you all and I'm so excited and I'm so proud of myself for doing this in fact I'm doing a little happy dance right now woohoo um, celebrating being seen and heard in my emotions and intimacy podcast thank you all for joining me um, uh, I'm gonna kind of cut this short but in my next episode um, I'm going to talk about what triggered for me this week which was amazing and it was this was the emotion sometimes my emotions are one words like unloved sometimes it's a whole sentence and this time it was a whole sentence and this was the emotion I feel like I'm bothering you okay so tune in next time um, and we'll talk about that awesome awesome emotion and the other ones that were attached to it and I'll break it down for y'all and uh, talk to you about what I created after um, I processed I feel like I'm bothering you okay love you all big hugs and I'll uh, talk to you next time To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter, but you'd like to be, tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm backslash Jody Newell Transform to become a monthly supporter.